Welcome to Cocktails for You, where three furry friends shake things up through various mixology adventures. Come join them on their quest to drink like a pro. And when you came inside, dear, my heart grew light and this old world seemed new to me. You're really swell, I have to admit you. Deserve expressions that really fit you. And so I brought my brain all Hello, 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 and welcome to another wonderful, fantastic episode of Cocktails for You. I am your host this week, Roken, and I'm followed and met with and hanging out with my homies, Brooks the Doggo and Corvick the Panda. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hello there. How are you guys? Fabulous, darling. It's it's a day. It is so hot outside. It's not funny. I feel you. It's the summertime. Even up here, it's been 90 degrees humid it's been fantastic honestly for me but anyway i digress this week's episode is on tiki drinks yay as you can tell i'm actually pretty excited about tiki drinks i'm drinking one right now same well almost oh almost are you are you done with it no but I wouldn't say mine is a true tiki drink. Ah. So some of our listeners may have gone to tiki bars. They popped up all over the country. Some of them are old. Some of them are fairly new. Um, if you've never been to a tiki bar, you may have heard of the tiki bar scene or seen a tiki, what's considered, quote, a tiki drink. Or you may have even seen the cool little swizzle stick. You may not have known that's what it's called. Or the little fun umbrella. But it actually has a bit of history behind it. And without taking a full episode to make a documentary, um, I want you to stop, close your eyes, and think for a moment. I want you to imagine it's been 14 years of prohibition that you have been unable to legally buy an alcoholic drink. Oh, now no. wake up. I know it's terrible. I can't I can't imagine. It. I, I definitely would have been one of those gambling dens drinking. But anyway, definitely <laughs> immediately wake up. Now drinking is in full swing. A new Hawaiian music craze has swept through the United States and tropical visions of graceful palm trees are taking over the great nightclub scene all over this country. However, despite all of these pretenses, People are still drinking what they're familiar with or what they missed prior to Prohibition, such as martinis. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing with a martini. I enjoy a good martini. But it's not what I would consider, like, energetic or fun. Uh, So in comes this guy named Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant. And he, long story short, traveled the world in his youth, spent all of his inheritance... Uh, opened up a beachcomber cafe, and I guess throughout his adventures as a as young lad, he had accumulated all of this bric-a-brac from the Caribbean and the South Pacific, and he picked up a couple of interesting tricks and, and drinks along the way. But when he opened up his beachcomber's cafe, he was one of the first people, if not the first person, to put all of his stuff that he collected on display, and he themed his bar. It actually became so popular that he had to open up 
an even bigger um bigger bar across the street because he was so packed now when i said imagine 14 years had passed now prohibitions ended that would land us right in somewhere in the great depression mid 30s so think about that for a second this also adds to maybe why the tiki culture boomed during the 30s 40s and 50s so during the great depression people didn't have a whole lot of money i think we've all learned that in history folks Mm -hmm. unable to travel to europe unable to travel outside the united states these visions of these palm trees that they saw in the nightclubs all this hawaiian music that they were exposed to an average joe who's working in a factory he doesn't have the money to go nor does he have maybe the time off to go so this is where tiki um, bars actually fill that void you could walk in leave all of your worries and your your stresses behind now you're swept away into this beautifully themed bar and order some outrageous cocktails that you've never seen before. Now, one of the interesting things about going back to Ernest, who opened up realistically, and I think it's widely considered the first tiki bar in the world, uh, he kept a lot of his ingredients secret. So he would pre-mix certain cocktails and he would call it uh, mixture one, maybe mixture two, mixture three. So when his bartenders came in, if they wanted to make, let's say a customer ordered this drink, the bartender knew, okay, I mix one ounce of A or, or one, a half an ounce of two, and a quarter of an ounce of three, which was incredibly genius because a lot of bars started to follow suit after Ernest, and they tried to hire and steal his bartenders away by offering them much more money. And of course, the bartender said yes. So when the new bar owners were like, okay, we'll recreate these drinks that Ernest has been making, they're like, sure, where's, uh, where's your bottle one, bottle two, bottle three? Because they didn't actually know what was in the ingredients. So that brings us to today. Tiki drinks. Woo! Tiki, yes. Yeah. So why don't we each say what we're drinking tonight and then I can let you talk a little bit about it. So, Corbick, why don't you tell us, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, my gosh. I have decided to make a mojito mm. for my tiki drink, which um, some may not know is part of the, the tiki drink family. Um, I actually didn't know that until recently. Uh, I always jo enjoyed them, but never associated as a tiki drink. Um, also, super easy to make. Um, uh, mine has uh as I, I show it up on the camera i know those listening can't see it but i used six mint leaves uh two teaspoons of sugar mm -hmm. uh an ounce of lime juice and muddled mm -hmm. back together good. then i added uh, about two ounces of good white rum mm -hmm. uh poured some ice over it and added seltzer water to top it off nice i'll say mojito is one of my favorite drinks Oh, you know, like earlier in the in the in this podcast, I said that it's so hot outside. These are a great remedy for for hot, humid days. I definitely agree with you, a hundred percent there. And there's actually a couple variations of the mojito. You can have it like Corbic is having it over ice. You could have it frozen. You could have mango or pomegranate. You can add all sorts of different fruit flavors to really jazz it up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And the good thing about white rum 
is that, it, in my opinion, there is a flavor by itself, but once you start mixing it with other things, it disappears very easily. So if you're not into tasting your alcohol, this is a great drink. You're here. Yes. Now, Brooks, tell us a little bit about what you're drinking tonight. Oh, yes. As I mentioned earlier. Yours is very controversial. It is controversial because some say it's not a true tiki drink, yet it keeps getting lumped in with the tiki drink drinks. And there's kind of a couple of variations on it, even the one that I made that I wrote down in our little document that I said I was going to make. I ended up making it a different way than that. Um because it is kind of very versatile. I am making and drinking the Singapore Sling, which is not a rum-based drink. It's actually a gin-based drink. Very different than your atypical tiki drink. And it was... um, I know we were talking earlier, Roken, that you said that there wasn't really a specific date on when it was made. Um, So there was a newspaper that was from 1903 that actually alluded to uh, the pink sling, which they believe was referring to the Singapore sling. So it pretty much predates the tiki movement by a lot, wouldn't you say? Yeah, about 20. It could predate it upwards of almost 30 years. So, and it was made by a bartender. I'm going to totally, I hope I don't butcher this, and I apologize in advance to anyone who's listening. Uh, Nigama Tong Boon. And uh, he made this drink while working at the Long Bar and Raffle Hotel in Singapore. That's how it got the name Singapore Sling. But it's interesting to note that he didn't write down his recipe. No. It was actually a customer that came in many years later. So that bartender actually died in 1915. It wasn't until 1930 that a customer came in claiming that they had the recipe for the Singapore sling. Mm. See, and I that's when the hotel that. took ownership and said, hey, that was our bartender. This is our drink. We made it in 1915. However, there is evidence to suggest the drink predated 1950 by almost like 12, 13 years. And that's also assuming the drink was made in 1903. It might have been made prior. Yes, very controversial drink. And there's no real, I mean, I know there's recipes out there, but I don't think there is a general consensus on all of the ingredients. No, there isn't, actually. There really isn't, because... How to Drink made his own version, and then I found another version, and then I did a riff on that other version. It really is a very versatile, while it kind of achieves similar flavor profile, it really can be made widely different. And so tell one- us, how did you make it tonight? What is the Brooks Doggo Singapore Sling Special? Okay, so I made mine with... Um, an ounce of gin, and then I did a half ounce of maraschino liqueur, Luxardo, and then I did a half ounce of Benedictine, a half ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of Cointreau, and a half ounce of um, what else? Uh, pineapple juice, and then I shook that and then topped it off with seltzer, mixed it up in the glass. Then I also put in 
about three dashes of Angostura, even though that most of them call for one. I did three. And yeah, I think it made a pretty damn good drink. Sounds, Sounds good. like it. Mm-hmm. I guess that leaves me. <clears throat> so I, of course, being the cheeky fan that I am, had to try something new. And me also being in the furry slash scaly community had to try something that was furry slash scaly related. So I saw the name Formidable Dragon and I'm like, okay, got to try it. I admit I am furry trash, sadly, but I'm happy I made it because it's damn good. So this drink is a fairly complicated cocktail to make. It's one of the more difficult ones that I personally have ever made. I had to make uh, a honey syrup from scratch. Super easy. You can find recipes online. I actually mixed two different honeys to achieve my effect that I wanted. Um, I will admit I didn't have molasses. So instead of molasses syrup, I made a demerara sugar syrup. So I needed a honey syrup. You need a molasses syrup. You need lemon juice, lime juice, Amaro de Angostura, which is in the Amaro class of liqueurs. I needed a blended rum, which I used Pusers. I needed a pot still rum, which uh, there's actually one that's made in Michigan that I've never had before. It's called Journeyman's Distillery Roads and Rum. It has a very nice corn flavor to it, which is a little strange for a rum, considering it's supposed to be sugarcane. But anyway, I would buy it again. And I, I forgot to mention the blended rum I went with was uh, Pusser's, which has a long history with the British Royal Navy from the 1600s up to the 1970s. So it's it's pretty cool. I've never had it before. I tried it recently. It tastes kind of like maple syrup. It's amazing. Is it an overproofed um, rum? It is. Yeah. Ah, I'm impressed you got that. Very good. Well, when and, you hit uh, the word navy, I'm like, it must be overproofed. I'm impressed. <laughs> we need to do another episode on that. And so the uh, the other rum, so yes, there are three different types of rum in my my drink. So I said the blended rum was Pusser's, the pot still was Journeyman's, and, and also black rum. And I decided to go with Newfoundland Screech. You could say this could be like a Fennec Fox kind of rum because it screeches or any other Fox family rum because it screeches. It's tasty. It's not very, uh, I wouldn't say it burns. It's a nice flavor. So then mix all of that with some seltzer over crushed ice. Three different rums in it. Three different rums. Yeah. Mm, Sounds potent. Amaro. Some honey, lemon and lime, some seltzer water, and I put it in my uh, tiki mug, which is also shaped like a dragon. Unfortunately, our listeners can't see. I will post a picture online, but it is also from the tiki room in Las Vegas. One day we'll be streaming this live. One day. I am a huge fan. I will definitely be making this again tonight and in future. Mm. Damn, that's good. So, gentlemen, anything else that you want to talk about, tiki drink-wise? Like, maybe when you were first exposed to it, or how you learned about it? Like, maybe one or two sentences? Mm. You used to think that they were uh, over-sweet, overrated drinks, but now since I've done a more deep dive into them as time gone on, definitely worth, uh, definitely worth the experience. I can't say that I can point to any one particular moment 
of tiki drinks. And it's not something that I would normally order. However, in the heat of summer in Florida, it's definitely something that is appropriate. And I'm always the oddball out because I have to order something that is not normally the thing that you should be drinking, uh, like the Singapore Sling. <laughs> I always seem to do that. I would say probably around the same time that I first started getting into drinking is when I had was exposed to tiki drinks because it is on the sweeter side. And when you are just getting into drinking, you tend to not want to like taste the alcohol. Tiki drinks do oh. a good job of hiding it. I had a very different growing up experience than you guys. You don't want to taste the alcohol. No. Well, anyway, I don't like sweet drinks at all. I hate sweet drinks, which is weird why I like tiki drinks. Well, and, and you know, my palate has evolved since then. Now I prefer to drink most things like whiskey and meat. Mm. You or know, and I don't. I'll be and honest, mezcal. I'm right in the, the middle. I enjoy a sweet drink, too. I'll, I enjoy the flavors of something neat. Indeed. Usually, the only sweet drinks that I will like are tiki, which is strange for me. And the occasional, well, it's rare that I would want a frozen slushy drink either. But I digress. I actually don't remember when I first learned about tiki. It might have been from several mafia movies, maybe when I was a kid or seeing a picture in a book. I do remember, though, when I was first exposed. I love how sense, you're was... like, you know, a couple of mafia movies when I was a child. Because oh, well, every I child mean, is exposed to mafia movies as children. You know my family's <laughs> background. <Anyway>. So, <clears throat> actually, where I think I first fell in love with the whole idea was the little umbrellas that they would stick in drinks. Certain restaurants would yes. do like... Um, Certain restaurants would do like a little bowl of a cocktail and they put all the little garnishes in it and it would look pretty and colorful and they throw the nice little umbrella. And I think from then on, I was like, wow, I want all my drinks to have that little umbrella. And I can't tell you the last time I had an umbrella in my drink. That's true. The umbrella movement has kind of gone away. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now that you bring that up as a kid, I used to steal my parents' drinks that had the umbrella. I'd, <laughs> I'd steal the umbrella from theirs and put it in mine. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. We got to have some umbrellas in our drinks next time. Yeah, but somebody you know, put man, an order in on Amazon. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to add for tonight's stream? It's not easy being the only gay in the village. Ladies and gentlemen, that just came from the straightest man in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Corbick, what do we always like to say? Oh gosh, it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> Don't pull it No, up. you have to Don't be the one that works. remembers. So remember, the best drink in the world is the one you enjoy. And Brooks, what do we would ask our listeners to do? Please follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, you can find us on Twitter and you can join our Discord if you want. Uh, we like to sometimes stream. Corvic is starting to stream more. I am considering doing the streaming. And maybe one day we'll be streaming this episode too. Yeah. And yeah. Drink. 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 And message us. We like to hear from you. Yeah. If you, have an if you have an idea, a comment, question, or concern, be sure to message us on our Twitter account. We'd be happy to hear from you. Definitely. We would also be interested in maybe inviting one of our listeners 
in on an episode. Give yes. their perspective. Invite them to partake in one of our drinks. Yes. Come drink with us. Come drink with us. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for visiting Cocktails for You. See you next time.